It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's Ears Up Podcast, the show that brings you the best parts of Disneyland and uh, maybe even a little bit of Disney World, um, but we don't really know because we don't go there. No, that's true. So it's pretty much pretty much Disneyland, man, and that's all really all that matters, to be I'm honest okay with you. I'm with that, because I, I was thinking about it actually on the way home today, that a lot of our listeners write in about how they're happy that they found a Disneyland podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so, like, we've kind of talked about kind of moving into Disney World and stuff, and I think we just always got to bring it back to Disneyland, because that's, that's, I think, what people are here for. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. And that's what we know. We know to well, go to, yeah. So yeah, I heard that there's a place in Disney World, I don't know where, but it's at one of those restaurants. It's really good. You should check it out. Right. That's a nice looking board over there, buddy. I like it's it. It's good, but I realize I have it. I have it backwards, right? So he on here. So I'm number one because in life oh, I'm just number, number one. one. Yeah, and then two, three, four. I set it up as Taryn Bev Terrence, right? But it's really me then Bev. And, oh, right. Okay. And so okay, I'm like okay. I'm sitting here trying to turn Taryn up while she's talking. But God, I can't hear her, okay, which you is can fine. Hear me breathe. And then yeah. well, and then I keep turning up, and then you start talking, so and you're like yellow. You're like hitting the red. I'm like, jeez. So, hey, we're still learning. We're still learning. It looks good, and though. Here's a it, it looks, looks good. I a, like it. It looks professional. Cool, right? I feel no, like I'm a real person now. Can, can look professional. <laughs> yeah. Might as well. We're one, sure. we're one step closer. One step. <laughs> That's right. Uh, today's show, we have a good one. We're back to our history. Well, I guess we never really left, but uh, we are doing the history of Space Mountain. This is a Terran show. All you Terran fans out there. Yeah. <laughs> all, all one of you. No, no, there's a lot of them. <laughs> there, there's three or four, I'm sure. Maybe. Yeah, maybe even in this room. I don't know. Probably. Maybe in this room. <laughs> maybe three Terran fans in this room. Maybe. We don't Doubt know. It. We have no idea. Definitely one. <laughs> maybe two. Maybe. <laughs> pro- probably yeah. two. Maybe three. Well, we'll see. Um, what else are we going to do? We're going to talk about that. We have a Terran's things to do. We have some Disney news, which everyone loves for sure. We have some feedback. Uh, but before we do that, uh, find us on social media. Follow us, please. Here, let's. I have our page up right now. Let's see how many followers we have. Very curious. I'm always curious. Let's take a stuff. guess. Well, let's, let's do a Price is Right thing. Wait, followers okay. on what? On um, Facebook. 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 Oh. On Flayblade. So then we have, we had five something last time. <gasps> Did we? No. Oh, boy. No. Hey, no hey, price I, is Right. I think eight. eight okay. I'm going to oh, go first. She okay. gets at least to know the. the eight fifty. Okay, eight fifty. Yeah, Bev. Seven seventy five. I'm gonna say I was gonna do the eight fifty one. Oh, I was gonna do that. I was gonna try that. to get both <laughs> showcases. I wanted the car uh-huh. and the vacation to Venice. Sure. I'm gonna say nine eighty four. Whoa. Nine sixteen. Oh wow! I lost. You did. See, I went I big won. and lost. You know why? Because I watched uh, The Price Is Right while I was at the dentist the other day. Nice. So, like, I'm kind of a pro now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is your dentist located in 1976? <laughs> yeah. Because you know, also, it was Pretty not. It was not, in his mind. He is. Because <laughs> that's when he looked the best. Oh. Sure. Oh, I know it, that it dentist. It was not a flat screen. <laughs> oh, amazing! Did it have a knob? Did it have the dial? <laughs> 
got it. had four t- four channels and rabbit ears. Yes. It had tubes. Much, I think yeah. a tube is out in your. Oh man! Yeah. Oh goodness! It was like it had like this green kind of like sheen to it. Like in the, in the did it have like the wood paneling sides? Yeah. This dude's a dentist. He can get a flat screen. But why would he? You would think. Yeah. You would hope. <laughs> nope. Uh, anyway, so follow us over on the social media places. If you have any feedback on the show, please send that to Taryn. That's T A R E N at earsup-podcast.com. Any compliments goes to Terrence at earsup-podcast.com. You can say hi, hi to Bev. And anything else comes to me, I'm Jason, and we are earsup-podcast.com. Yeah. Uh, we also have a blog, so check that out as well if you don't like necessarily feel like uh, doing a podcast thing for the moment. Um, Taryn just basically shook the entire room by hitting her knee on the table. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. All right. That's a pretty good one, too. Like, yeah. my desk shook, so I knew yeah. you made some solid contact. Exactly. There's not, like, I, I, I cross and uncross my legs a lot when I'm sitting, and there's no room in here to do no, that. No. And so, no. but I forget that halfway through, and I'm like, okay, I can just get it. I can get it off. Or out. Or yeah. down. Or, or whatever. through. Through. I yeah. don't know. Whatever. It didn't work. No, clearly. Um, so check out the blog I just posted a couple days ago. Terrence's uh, write-up on Song, Song of the South. Yeah. I and, had some uh, text messages, actually, from people. Really? That, yeah. So they didn't want to comment on the on the website. And what they said was, and I, I hope I can, I'm not, this isn't crass, but they said, how in the world do you not call Disney out for how racist this movie was? Yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't think it was that racist. And then they started yelling at me. <laughs> and like all of a sudden, I was like, well, maybe, am I a racist? Maybe so like, what racist. is going on here? But yeah, they were pretty upset that I didn't basically say this movie should never be viewed by anyone. Was one of these yeah. people Becca? Uh, no, it wasn't actually. No. She refused, she refused to watch the movie with me though. Hmm. After the first scene, she's like, I'm out. Really? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, she was not watching that. What, what, for what reason? Uh, because like I said, um, in the review, everyone sounded like Mushmouth. Mm. Like, I'm a gum a gum And she was like, Yeah, this is too much. This is too much. So yeah, she was done. She was done at that point. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But you did it. You persevered. I did. I made it through. Well, it hurt at times, but I made it through. Uh, we got some good comments online too on Facebook page. Oh, good it too, and people were were pretty uh, thought you were spot on. Oh, spot on. Yeah, spot on. So congratulations for being spot on, Terrence. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Patreon. Find us on Patreon or patreon.com slash ears up. If you want to help donate to the show and keep us on the air, uh, that would be really great of you. Uh, go over to Patreon and sign up to be a subscriber to our lovely, lovely show here. Once a month, we will send you things, rewards for, for being a sponsor. No longer are we just begging for straight cash and only giving you <laughs> a, t- uh, a TV show, uh, only giving you a podcast. We are giving you multiple things now in exchange for your hard-earned dollars, and we would really appreciate it. Uh, speaking of places where you can find us, uh, we are on YouTube right now, so go to YouTube.com and search for Ears Up Podcast and, and friend us or whatever. Um, we are live there. I think after the, either after September or maybe even after the, the 100th episode, I don't know, we're, we're going to be moving to Twitch 
Okay. I apologize, everybody. We're kind of bouncing around a little bit here, but I think Twitch is kind of a better platform for us. I think it, it'll give us access to a lot, uh, a wider range of people kind of in our target demographic as well. Uh-huh. Um, and I think we'll get some, some better engagement and some better reach over there on Twitch. So, okay. uh, just so you guys know, right now YouTube's cool. Uh, but, uh, you know, in a few months we're going to be shifting over to Twitch. So don't be, uh, don't be too shocked. <clears throat> um, and then also tickets are still on sale for our hundredth episode. Live. Come see us at Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen in downtown Disney, November 11th. Tickets are 50 bucks for adults and a lot less for kids. You get a cool gift bag just for showing up, plus a little bit of food and a ticket to a really cool raffle. Jeremy, our good friend from Spectral Radio, will be there co-hosting with us. He will be our fifth chair, uh, as well as some past guests. And we're going to make some great Disney radio people. So go to brownpapertickets.com and search for us. Here's that podcast. <laughs> Uh, okay, <clears throat> feedback, Taryn. Actually, you know what? Let's go. Let's go ahead and do something else, Taryn. Let's do. Let's do uh, our favorite segment on this show. Taryn. So as I was I, blah, as I was driving home today, I I saw the, the couple little kids playing in the park, and I was like, man, like being a kid was like so cool. Like it was like the best. You didn't have any worries about anything. And then, uh, and then I drove a little further, and I was like, but actually, you did. <laughs> and like when you're a kid, everything is really scary. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you guys ever felt this, but like you know, when I was a kid, like going on Pirates of the Caribbean, very scary. Because okay. I could not remember going year to year if how far that drop was. Okay. So it was really scary. But then, you know, thinking about it further, I was like, quicksand is like the scariest thing for a child. You hear about it. You've never seen it. And yet you go to the park and there's sand. Are you hearing this, Terrence? Is this something you're hearing I'm abs- actively? I'm absorbing all of this. Yes, go like, on. Like a puddle of quicksand would absorb you? Yes, it would. Well, but it, so At when, the local park. That's my point. Is like you, When you're a little kid, like you hear about quicksand and you expect that someday you're going to come across it and you need to be prepared for that. And, and then it just never happens. And that's pretty much it. I just think it's really weird that 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 we, you've never encountered quicksand. <laughs> yeah, I guess at the local park. Yeah. Do you yeah. frequent areas that are prone to quicksand? No, that's my point. Is like, yeah. is as a child, you think that you're going to come across quicksand like all the time. You do. And I did. You I, had probably one of the more unique childhoods. <laughs> probably. I don't know. Really. Yeah. Like you guys were never worried about quicksand. No. There was. Probably in my entire life, zero times that I've ever been worried about quicksand. Really? Like a, like a legitimate fear of, hey, I don't know if that ground is going to sink or not because right. it looks well, like quicksand. I remember quicksand. kids, like older kids, saying things like, that's quicksand or whatever. Yeah. Like on the playground. yeah, but you're not like genuine. Yeah, but I think it's a joke like, oh, that's hot lava. You don't right. really think it's hot lava. Yeah. Right. But, but I mean, like but you, you read maybe about. Maybe I did. <laughs> Well, oh, right. That's what Lord. I mean is like you actually believe the things people tell you when you're a kid. 
Right. Okay, that so, makes sense. So okay, the way you're what, saying that, that makes what sense. I'm, what yeah. I'm, what I guess maybe what I'm trying to express to the children out there is don't worry about quicksand. You'll never find you're it. You're probably never going to come across Step it. on cracks. You won't break your mama's back. You can, yes, I can understand. You know, that like, but if you say Candyman three times, watch out. Bro, you're, you're going down. I, yeah, the Bloody Mary thing. Bloody yeah. Mary mirror, not real. I made myself don't. cry one time. Yeah, I got to two, and I was like, I can't do it. I did it three times, and then I was convinced I was going to die like, for a long for a long time. And even still, sometimes at night in the bathroom, I make like I don't I have to turn the light on because oh, I, I get scared. Yeah, I can uh, see that. Karen. Karen. I didn't mean to hijack that. Sorry. Oh, that was good. Thank you. I, God bless you, Taryn. Thank you. If he doesn't, no one else will. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? Rude. Uh, let's do some feedback. <clears throat> this one is from Kristen. Um, Kristen says, hey there, I've been listening to your shows for a few months now and even have caught up on past shows. I'd like to participate in the live shows chats, but can't seem to figure out when that might be. Help, please. I listen to lots of other podcasts and can tell you, you guys are honestly one of the better ones. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'll often listen while running at the gym and have fallen off in laughter during a Taryn Stinks segment. Nice. <laughs> Keep up the good Sorry. work. Well, thank you, Kristen. I appreciate that. Um, we are trying to go every other Thursday from now on moving forward, but, um, you know, and maybe as we move more towards, towards like kind of the live platform, um, we'll be a bit better at vocalizing when, the shows are going to be, but you know, in general, every other Thursday. And follow us on on Facebook and Instagram because we will definitely announce it. We yeah. may not announce it four hours ahead of time. It might be a half hour before because that's what happened today. But we'll let you know. Yeah, we'll do our best. But uh, I appreciate the uh, the feedback and I appreciate the kind words. It's very nice, very nice of you to be say. Be careful on treadmills. Oh yeah, death traps. Very dangerous. careful. Yeah, not as dangerous as quicksand. I mean, you might fall and then <laughs> and then land in quicksand. Right. You're not going to suffocate from a treadmill. So I mean, unless you run out of breath. From <laughs> never mind. <laughs> oh my lord! That's your Sorry. girl right there. Never mind. I don't know that girl. <laughs> Um, This next one is from Andrea. She says, uh, my family is big Disney World fans and have been numerous times. I have a few Disney World podcasts that I really enjoy listening to when walking or doing housework. When my husband and I decided to do a road trip last year, starting in San Francisco and ending up at Disneyland, I discovered it was hard to find a good Disneyland podcast. You and me both, sister. Uh, I happened to stumble upon yours and was loving it until all of a sudden Taryn was being teased just a little too much. Uh, I don't remember that ever happening. <laughs> Stop laughing, Taryn. You would laugh like mm-hmm. that. I'm, it's a joke. Um, I turned off the podcast, vowing not to listen to your podcast ever again. Wow. And I tried to find another one. I was out of luck <laughs> and was unable to find another good one, so I gave yours another try. I learned the dynamics of your show and have thoroughly enjoyed listening to your podcast ever since. The history and background information of your show uh, provides is excellent and fun. Thank you for making tedious tasks much more enjoyable and making a difference in our brief visit to Disneyland last year. This Wednesday, we'll be heading to San Francisco for several days, and we were wondering about the Family Museum and if it's worth the trip. Also, do you have any other recommendations for things to do in San 
San Fran. We just saw it briefly last year and absolutely loved it. Thanks for all you do and any information that you can provide. I know it's short notice, so I appreciate it. Uh, well, uh, Andrea, thank you uh, very much for... Oh, Wednesday as in yesterday? This yeah. was like last week. I, I wrote her back already. Okay. <laughs> um, I appreciate you giving us another try. Uh, you know, and I, I, I told her in the email, I was like, yeah, maybe we do pick on Taryn a little too much, but maybe. it's not going to well, stop. Well, to defend... We do. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate to defend stop. you guys, but... Yeah, I would I hate that too. I don't care. Like, it doesn't... Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to care. It doesn't bother me. And so just for, for those out there who f- who feel that way, I'm cool. It's cool. I think we pick on each other. We fr- yeah. We friends. Except for yeah, when we, we pick on good. Jason, he uh, turns us off. So. That's true. No well, that's true. Us. Well, that's because he has the control. Well, he's also that's on true. a power trip all that's the true. time. Yeah, I am. That's true. It's absolutely true. <laughs> that's why we're three sharing a desk, and he's got his old yeah, I know. He's like Johnny Carson over there. That's right. That's right. For the kids, Johnny Carson was a uh, late-night talk show host. (laughs) For you guys uh, who don't know, Johnny Carson is no longer living. By the way, before we start the show, Taryn, is the camera on me real fast? Yes, it is. I want to tell you, I have a problem. Haribo's. (laughs) Sour gummy bears. I used to love Sour Patch Kids. This is for my kids out there now. It's for the kids. Um, No longer... No longer top tier sour uh, gummies. Okay, Haribo sour gold bears. These are winter stuff. Really better than Sour Patch Kids. I know. Allow me to demonstrate. You should crackle that package in the microphone just a little bit more. So sometimes, yeah. <laughs> if Jason and I are uh, stressed or celebrating, we walk over to Seven Eleven. Give me your hand. And, and, get, choco and get choco tacos. Well, last choco night I was tacos, like, homies. I was like, you're only allowed to get one bag of these things. And he's like, oh, okay. And then, of course, he hides the other one. So you're chewing it. it. I see that. I see this skill. Okay. Chewing it. I would say. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Okay. When the, it, that one's clear. Now, what did you put? A red one in there? I can't tell. Red one. Okay, red one, yeah. Oh, okay, you're not chewing. You're, you're like, sucking off all the... I, that's what first thing, thing I right? do, but now I'm chewing it. Come okay. chew it. It's like a normal gu- uh, gummy bear. Yeah, the, the Haribos are kind of yeah. the better gummy bears anyway, right. and they're sa- it's sour. I would still take a Sour Patch Kid over this. Oh, man, you have Same. no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I agree. It's way better. You have no idea what you're talking about. It's the texture. It's so tough. So, yeah. when I... When I um, I used to live in Compton. Um, the city, city of the city of Compton. Um, and the lady down the street had a candy house, and she made these pineapple. Yeah, a candy house, ha- like like the so, like Hansel and Gretel, basically, because it was actually one of those what? one of those houses that came to a point like that at the top. And you would go, walk down the street and go in the back of the backyard into the back door, <laughs> of course. And then you go inside, and she had like the. Um, the, the um, Cheetos, like she'd open the bag of Cheetos and put um, chili and, and nacho cheese in there and mix yeah. it up like that. But she and also did that. She also dipped Cheetos. Um, it's super good. She also um, would dip the Air not quote, Cheetos, Cheetos, but Fritos. I mean Fritos. Fritos. Uh, and yeah, then you right. went on the corner and sold, sold the bag the, of Fritos. Exactly. Yeah. Fritos. Yeah. Diet Mac Fritos. Um, but she would do that. She would roll them in um, something that made them sour. That's what it tastes like. But I still would taste. She would roll Fritos in. Gummy bears. Okay, God. gummy bears. I but I would still, still take Sour Patch Kids. Intrigued and sick at the same time. So confused. <laughs> they're not bad. They're not bad. It's like Coke or Pepsi kind of a thing. I think they're great. Yeah. I think they're they're much much flavor. Yeah, very much flavor. Much flavor. Much flavor. Uh, all right, Taryn. Let's go through the history of Spas Mountain. 
All right. Um, so please just to give you a little background, the reason I wanted to do this is because um, my mom has never really liked roller coasters. Like it's just never been her thing. And I remember going on a trip to Disneyland. And I was like seven or eight or nine or some sometime around there. And I was like, oh, what's your favorite ride? And she's like, oh, Space Mountain. And I was like. What? And I had never been on it at this point. And so we went on it, and, and then that's when I realized everybody loves Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. everybody's favorite ride. It, I mean, not favorite ride I necessarily, but favorite roller coaster maybe. Like, it doesn't drop a lot. It doesn't loop around. It's not right. super scary. It's just really fun. Mm-hmm. So it really made me want to learn a little bit more about the history of it. So uh, the original idea for Space Mountain came from Walton's. Sorry, let me interrupt you. Um, are you leaking? Uh, when do you want me to play your music? I'll let you know. Okay, thank you. Go ahead. Uh, okay, the original idea for Space Mountain came from Walt himself. Uh, he approached Imagineer John Hench in 1964 with an idea of, for an indoor dark roller coaster. Uh, while not initially convinced, um, after seeing the success of the Matterhorn bobsleds, Walt could see that there was a place for thrill rides in Disneyland. And so he wanted one. Uh, John Hench began working on a design for this revolutionary idea, uh, but the technology that this kind of ride would require just wasn't available yet. Uh, basically, in order to make a ride twist and turn inside of a building using the technology currently available to them, the building would have to be absolutely massive, and there just wasn't room at Disneyland to build it without becoming a giant eyesore <laughs> and completely overtaking the castle and the Matterhorn. Uh, Space Mountain was officially scrapped as an idea when Walt passed away in December 1966, and the Disney company was really pushing their focus towards Walt Disney World anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Space Mountain had pretty much no issues when it came to Walt Disney World, um, and by that point uh, in, in, the, in the process of designing it, yeah. uh, the technology had advanced greatly, so... Uh, so that ride at, at Walt Disney World was designed by uh, John Hench, and eventually it was built and opened in 1975. Now, we're not talking about Walt Disney World, though. We're talking about Disneyland. So, But because that, that ride was built and became a one of the most popular rides uh, at the park at the time. Even still. Yeah, it, exactly. Um, the idea to build it in Disneyland was revisited. Uh on this project, there were two main Imagineers involved. George McGinnis, he was the, the show and concept designer, and then Bill Watkins, the, the actual ride engineer, Imagineer, engineer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, just on a quick side note, because uh, I think people like this kind of stuff, George McGinnis was the last Imagineer to be hired by Walt himself. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so, okay, back to Space Mountain. So essentially... Space Mountain was designed conceptually by George McGinnis. Um, so thinking about the, the look and the story first. And then Bill Watkins designed the ride itself, fitting into that shell of a concept. Okay. Uh, McGinnis knew that the building would have to be significantly smaller than Disney in Disneyland than, in, than the Disney World version. And this was their first hurdle to get over. For efficiency's sake, uh, he placed the load and unload section of the ride in the center of the building, 15 feet below ground level, and brought the queue inside so that most of the line would be held in the air-conditioned area, which, thank you, yes. 
Can I ask a question? Of course. So did it have to be smaller um, strictly because of the size, the room they had in Disneyland or because they didn't want it to overtower other things? It was both. I mean, those were the two reasons that it didn't work the first time. Okay. But it was, um, they didn't want this huge giant building to take over the entire park. Okay. Um, It just wouldn't look right. Okay. I, I mean, that... I don't know. I don't have the the official answer to that, but I would assume the the same reasons that they scrapped it the first time. Okay, that makes sense. I think okay. probably with the way that it's laid out, that that land is laid out, you have the focus of <clears throat> in, interventions, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to sort of overpower that. Yeah, and, and it makes sense. It kind of visually makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and we get to this later, but if you think <laughs> about it, if you think of Space Mountain. But double the size that we know of it now. Mm-hmm. That's how big it is in Disney World. Well, I mean, they have so. like the whole state to build to build <laughs> on, right? right. They had so much room. They, they exactly, have a whole swamp, <laughs> right? Yeah. So they really had to shrink it down a lot to okay. make it work at Disneyland. Um, so uh, back to uh, so basically, um, McGinnis wanted to pull the. Uh, the load and unload area into the center of the building and uh which was 15 feet below uh the surface and then he also wanted to bring the queue inside of the building for air conditioner's sake mm-hmm. which is exactly yeah He's, awesome. he's the real MVP. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. He really is. Um, Sometimes heroes don't wear capes. <laughs> right. right. I, Sometimes they wear pocket protectors and are giant nerds. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, that George McGinnis. Thank you for that. Um, the building itself had to look like a mountain, obviously. Um, but what you may not realize is that those lines on the outside of the mountain, those are actually the building's support beams. Oh. So not only are they decorative and angled to make the building appear larger, yeah. but they, since they're on the outside of the building, um, they left the interior to be a smooth surface for nice. all of the uh, projections. Nice. Oh, that's cool. So that was all thought of ahead of time. Um, and so, oh, shoot. What? I have to go grab a piece of paper. I can do it. Where is it? It's, uh, it's going to be, okay, sorry. It'll probably be easier if you just go sorry, do it. I'll just run real quick. That's all right. We're just going to talk about you yeah. while you're gone. You're going to talk about people aren't prepared for sure. I'm really I glad know. she didn't trip oh, over the court. I know. Oh, my oh, God. And disappeared into the sub-basement again? <laughs> I didn't trip. No, I was saying I was so glad you didn't. Again. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> again. Um, okay, sorry about that. Start over. From the beginning. The no, history not the beginning. of space. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. You okay. Start um, so, okay. Uh, beginning again. Uh, believe it or not, Space I'm Mountain. Walking on, on air. That a boy. I could feel so, so free. free. Flying away. On a wing and a prayer. Who could it be? Could it be? Believe it or not, it's just me. Uh, thank you. Thank you, everyone. We'll be here all night. Lessons are learned all the Try time on old. this show. We sure are, yes. So, uh, I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> Man, I was waiting for her to say that again, because this would have gone on all night. No. Yes, it would have been. No. Uh, Space Mountain does, in fact, have a storyline. So I've heard this, and I don't know it, and I'm excited to, for you to talk about it. <laughs> right, but I feel like not everything needs a storyline. Thank you. Well, we're You're gonna welcome. we're gonna get to we're all gonna of get this. to okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna read an excerpt from a memo that McGinnis wrote to Watkins in 1975 about the story of the ride. Okay. So okay, 
Upon entering Space Mountain, the guest is enveloped in a huge space frame corridor. Surrounding surrounding it is endless is an endless starry space. A large gaseous nebulae and geodesic satellite are major show effects visible overhead. Also, numerous space vehicles darting high and low throughout the throughout are visible due to their glowing side panels. The space frame corridor leads to the space port. This is the load and unload facility. This harbors a large intergalactic explorer and, of course, our own smaller space vehicles. The explorer's ion engine's blue glow and the myriad of lights blink on the computer memory banks. Animated figures are visible in the control room and inside the explorer's command module. We ramp down along the sides of the spaceport via a catwalk to get to the loading platform. So all this is is accurate mm-hmm. so far. This yeah. is how it For the most along. part, I mean, you know... Yeah. There's no animatronic. I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah. For the most part, it's for the most part, it's, it's the same. So after exiting the spaceport's launch portal, which is lift one, lift lift as in the the roller coaster lifts. Right. Um, outer space travelers are surrounded with meteor shower, which ends as they enter the solar energizer tunnel. This is lift Whoa. two. This man-made solar field stretches off to infinity on all sides. It's supposed to energize us for the penetration of super space. Oh, okay. Super space. So when you're going through the tunnel, you're you're you get, being energized. You're being we're being energized to go into super space. Yes, super space. And super space is a theory of time travel to the stars or outer galaxies through wormholes in space. So we're going through a wormhole. Yes. So, from the peak of this lift, we orbit a glowing geodesic satellite and engage, which is lift three, um, which brings us uh, very close to a red gaseous nebulae above. This this effect is similar in character to laser light, and at this point, the guests plunge into super space. The uniqueness of this ride from this point on is the illusion of tremendous speed and the lack of orientation due to the sense of unlimited starry space surrounding you. The finale mm. comes when a large fireball looms ahead. You are certain you will turn away from it, but no! Right <laughs> right then, it, it uh, right then, accompanied by, with a piercing boom. Okay. With the with that, the guest finds himself at his starting point, the spaceport. I think I've heard the boom before. I, well, I think I the boom is the boom. replaced with the photo. So now you just get this big flash uh, in your face. Well, well there's a, there is noise. I mean, there is that noise at that point yeah. as well, as well. Um, and also, we sit in the front all the time, so I, th- I think things are. Ju- I think, um, look, I'm going back to my my uh, we wants the redhead defense. Oh, okay, oh, come on, sit in the front. Things are different. That's okay. Things are different. <laughs> <laughs> so continue, please. Okay, so. Is, Oh, sorry. Do you have normally when I hear a backstory for a ride or something, I'm like, oh, that's amazing. like with Splash Mountain. I'm like, okay, when when you hear the the backstory and the the fact that you're falling into the Briar Patch, yeah, like it adds so much. That added nothing. It's so weird. <laughs> like it's, it's really weird. I'm like, okay, then then yeah. I have I have more questions now. Like, why don't right. I have a mask on if I'm going into space? Like, you're energized. So, it's also the so, 60s, right? 70s? They don't know. There right. are people walking around in Tomorrowland with the big old 1964 we're going yeah. to the moon suits on. Why, why are you sending me to the moon without a suit on? It's the future. You don't need a suit. <laughs> it's, right? tom- it's Tomorrowland. Well, ah, it's true. 
that's so, true. So you guys are right. No one knew or knows about the the Space Mountain storyline. Yeah, I mean, and no one gets it. No, right. one, I mean, but but it makes sense, and I, I I think it adds a little bit because oh I don't know or does it take away? Because I think part of the magic of Space Mountain is you're just you're going to space and you're flying around in space. Exactly. But the stuff that's added by the, you know via the story mm-hmm. doesn't add that much. It doesn't take away from you're going into space. Right. So it, it is kind of cool to be like, hey, we're going into lift three right now. We're getting energized for the superstructure space time continuum or whatever. Right. That's cool. And then right. everything else beyond is whatever. I'll listen for the boom next time. Yeah, yeah. Um, other don't than sit that, in the front. Yeah, I won't. Yeah. Other than that, I'm okay with it. I think it's I think it's well, cute and, also, and boring and weird. Remember that at this point in the ride, and I haven't said this, but um, there's no music in the ride in 1977 when it opened. Oh, you're just hearing like tracks. That. I think I would like that. Well, maybe not. You're no. not. You're not hearing the soundtrack that we hear now. No, you're just so. hearing the roller coaster yeah. on tracks. I would be freaked Probably out. Probably until like about the boom. So okay, huh. but going going. Really? Mm-hmm. You'd be freaked out. Is it? What, is there more than one car on the track at a time? Oh yeah. I'd be freaked out. <laughs> Why? Absolutely. That you would fall are, in this, into quicksand? Do you hear people bottom? above you screaming? People below you screaming? I know. That you would be like, better. No. So, hard pass. That would be better. This is later, but there can be up to 12 cars on the track at oh, once. Oh, heck no. Okay. I it's designed that so way. Listening to you explain this, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. Huh. Well, that happens. Yeah. Because I... Whether it's the music or my brain, but I spend ninety. I spend a this lot. Of, be good. <laughs> spend a lot of this ride, like just worried about decapitation. <laughs> like I'm not even. Yeah. Kidding. Me too. I'm, uh, like, like, I'm eight feet put, taller I than you. Yeah. And I don't put my arms up because I'm like, nope. Shoot. I do this. I I put them up and then like I go. I, I can't. I, end like, it. No. I, I end it like by my ears because <laughs> I can't. I just. Yeah, you're, you're working out. That's yeah. What it is. Yeah. Can I, can't I just interject a roof. quick little fun story about this ride? Yeah. I think you just did. Another one. Oh. This is, a, this is a, an experience that happened on this ride. Terrence yeah. was there. We shared this story. With Sam. About Sam. Sam. Yes. Oh, but you can go ahead and do it. It's no, no, fine. no. We've already shared it. It's cool. I don't but know maybe the person it. listening to this show okay. for the first time hasn't heard it. So I took this. We rode this ride years and years ago. And I was sitting next to Sam. And we're riding. And it's fun. And we get to the part where they take the picture. And I, I didn't even know that he had done this. I didn't feel him. I didn't see him. But at some point during... The ride, he had removed his shirt and was making a weird gesture, like when they took the picture, and then managed to get his shirt all the way back on, <laughs> so that nobody had any idea what had happened until we saw the picture at the end. Which was pretty great. That's pretty awesome. just my favorite story. <laughs> Should have been there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We weren't invited. We didn't know you. Didn't okay, know you. so back to these stories about Disneyland rides. Yes. Um, Disneyland has a reputation of their rides telling confusing stories. Uh, in response to the quote-unquote story of the Haunted Mansion, for instance, Mark yeah. Davis is quoted as saying, These attractions at Disneyland and Disney World are experiences, but they are not stories. You don't have a story that starts at the beginning and goes until the end. Any of these these things I've worked on had no story at all, and I think they worked. So it's okay that no one understands the Space Mountain story because, I mean, if you think about a lot of the rides at Disneyland, they don't really have a front-to-back story. So it's right. okay. Right. We're all right with it. 
we can move on. And 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 I guess that's more to the point. I didn't. I don't need a story. Right. Not everything needs a story. I'm, I was fine with the experience. Let's just and, go to space. And I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm right well, with it. I, I'm okay with the very minimalist. I wouldn't even call it a story. Right. It's just the t- the timeline of what's happening mm-hmm. in the ride that they don't tell you about during the ride. Right. So I wouldn't even call it a story. Yeah. yeah. Really, I just call well, it. This is this, these are the stages of the of the, the, of the thing. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and that's what I think. I think that the uh, if you're a conceptual designer, you almost have to refer to it as a story. This is what you're creating. This is the story this you're creating. This is what you're going to experience. But, right, right. But it, it it definitely, I think it's okay that it doesn't come across as a story. Cause, yeah. Right. Well, because it's not. traditionally stories have characters and right. it's not. So. Right. Yeah. right. So, um, so this concept stage with uh, McGinnis uh, for Space Mountain lasted about six months with some back and forth between McGinnis and Watkins and then the architecture department. So they... Po- <laughs> Everybody okay? Yeah. Uh, so these were two teams, and they were both creating different designs for the oh. spaceport. Okay. So basically for the building. Uh, John Hench and Marty Sklar uh, were the two that reviewed the both, both models and ended up deciding on McGinnis's smaller, more compact version. Okay. So this was awesome for McGinnis, but Watkins now had to fit a roller coaster inside of this small building. Right. So uh, Watkins was the engineer for the ride itself. Uh, Bill Watkins. Um, so McGinnis's concept for uh, was for a 200 foot diameter building, and this would be less than half of the volume of Walt Disney World version. Okay. So there was really absolutely no way to use the previous ride as any sort of guide for this one. It okay. was going to have to be a completely different ride, completely reimagined, which is why John Hench was involved, but he didn't create this ride. Okay. He created the Walt Disney World one. So aside from this uh, half-sized version to work around, they also needed more space. So they actually dug 15 feet into the ground, as was in his uh, con- concept drawing. Um, and that's actually where the majority of the ride itself takes place. Hmm. Um, it's important to note all of these issues that Watkins had to work around uh, to actually create this project. So I kind of broke it down into a couple sections. So first, let's talk about ride capacity and the vehicle itself. Um, this ride needed to, because it's a giant ride for the park, it needed to be at least 2,000 passengers per hour. That's the only way that they're going to get their ROI on this right, thing. Right. Um, there is only room for one track, unlike Walt Disney World, which has two tracks, kind of like the Matterhorn. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of that, a larger vehicle is going to be required. This also meant that an entirely new vehicle was going to need to be designed. The one at Walt Disney World um, was a tandem ride, much like uh, the Matterhorn. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one was going to have to have side-by seating. So with the two seats per row and two cars in each train, this would mean that they would get approximately 12 passengers per dispatch versus at Disney World where they get eight. So this is good. This also meant that lap bars were going to be needed instead of seat belts. Uh, and this actually was also good in something I had never thought about, but this also meant that two strangers could sit next to each other. If you're, if you're sharing a seat, if you, if you just have seat belts and you're sharing it like that, ah. two strangers don't want to sit next to each other, so you could end up having a train with six people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Makes sense. So with this way, if you each have a separate thing, then you, you can, you're always going to get more capacity. That's right. 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 That's a good point. Um, so, uh, with these 12 passengers per hour and an estimated 20-second dispatch, mm-hmm. uh, the ride capacity would be nearly the same as Walt Disney World with only one track. So this is kind of an amazing feat in and of itself. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, That's pretty cool. Um, 
And then, I, as I already told you, that it is possible for this ride to have as many as 12 trains on the track at the same time, which is Terror. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the goal for a space-themed ride is to have it be smooth and flowing. Engineers need to put a huge focus on the curve banking and the transitions to ensure that they are as smooth as can be so it actually feels like you're, you have zero gravity and you're in space. Right. I, I live by those standards when I try to dress myself in the morning. Cool. Smooth and flowing, Smooth and flowing, easy transitions, yes. zero gravity. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Please yeah. stop talking. Okay. <laughs> um, so the vehicle and um, a test track were, were built as a prototype before the actual track because the track design was completely dependent on how this vehicle performed. Uh, they ended up using nylon wheels with ball bearings rather than polyurethane uh, wheels. It's all ball bearings. With roller days. bearings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... Because that would uh, create a more consistent rolling surface. So okay. that's why they went with the different uh, type of wheel. This is all very engineery. Yeah, like I'm trying to picture yeah. what yeah. you're talking about. I wheel had to read this like 500 bearings. times. Yeah. Um, so anyway, now on to the track design itself. Um, Bill Watkins wrote... Uh, <laughs> This isn't rocket science. Wow, this isn't rocket science. It might be more complicated than that. Once it's a- not rocket science, Taryn. It's rockin' science. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could turn uh, the microphone. Yeah. I know we need that's that power. Of, that's our name. That's the name of the album that we're going to put out. Rockin', oh, rockin science. science. Oh lord. Go ahead, Taryn. Um, so he says this isn't rocket science. Rocket science. <laughs> yes. Are you having a stroke? I think it is rocket science. <laughs> I think you are. It's subliminally, subliminally. Uh, okay, this isn't rocket science. It's it's more complicated than that. Just go with it. Yeah, just go with it. Just go with it. You said rocket science again, but it's fine. Yeah, no, I know. I did that on purpose. purpose. Once a rocket leaves the Earth's atmosphere, there's little drag to contend with. Mm-hmm. Sure, there are some issues with gravity and various planets and moons, but you don't have to worry about getting a Mickey Mouse hat caught in their wheels. It's true. Yeah. So he's saying that his job is harder than rocket science, which may be true. Uh, so what he means here has to do with physics. I am the wrong person to be talking about physics, <laughs> but well, I'm going to go with it. You don't need an introductory class into physics, so... Well, you're going to get a little one. So Space Mountain <laughs> okay. Space Mountain is a pure gravity ride, and this means that after the vehicle leaves the lifts, there's nothing pushing the vehicle forward except gravity. Right. Uh, this also means that there are no corrections to the gravitational pull, like he was talking about on a on an actual rocket. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That there's there, you can't make any corrections during the ride. Right. Um, corrections like what? Like like increasing or decreasing the speed? Yes. That's why okay. it terrifies me that there's twelve cars on the track. Yeah. So, but they they took care of that. Don't worry about it. Okay. I think you'll feel better after hearing okay. all this. So, gravity rides are all about potential energy versus kinetic energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a vehicle travels downward, it trades its elevation or its head with speed. As a vehicle goes uphill, it, it gives speed back to the head. Mm-hmm. This is the general basis of gravity roller of a gravity roller coaster. It's not that easy though. Uh, the need uh, for a variety of drags is what complicates things. Uh, for example, if Space Mountain had zero drag, the vehicle, which starts at a height of sixty-eight feet, would be going forty-five miles an hour when it returned to the station. Right. So we can't have that. No. Uh, that's not good. Uh, Space Mountain, however, does have drag, but it's up to the engineers to manage that drag so that at the end of the ride, the head is equal to the speed. That's when they brought in head engineer RuPaul. 
<laughs> so in Space Mountain in particular, it's best to return to the station at about five feet per second, which is the same speed that you start out at on the on the first lift. This equalizes things, but that means that along the way you have to lose sixty eight feet. Losing these feet is dependent on three things. I can't even lose four pounds. <laughs> You've literally lost all of us in this room. No, We're no, all no, just no, like, no, no. I'm with you. I'm listening. Go on. Yeah. Somebody's going to understand this. <laughs> Not me, but somebody. Uh, losing these feet um, is are dependent on three things. Track configuration, mm-hmm. speed, weight, and sometimes all three at once. Okay. Basically how, how the cars are slowing down. Yes. Okay. Um, so... Uh, you know, you know how after you get on a ride and it moves forward, uh, or after you get on Space Mountain and it moves forward a bit and then it stops, mm-hmm. and you're looking up at the control tower and then it continues on. Yeah. Yeah. That stop is weighing the ride, which I never knew, oh. and it's weighing it so that um, if the vehicle, now. if the, me too. <laughs> I know, I know. totally. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you judge me. <laughs> but it's, I had a big lunch. <laughs> Especially if there are like only two people in there, yeah. and you're like, oh. um, <laughs> you hear the womp womp music. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! No, so they're actually weighing the tr- the the train so that um, if it's if that if the train you're on is heavier than the one that was ahead of you, they have to wait it, for you. To it go, holds. Right? It holds. Yeah, for a yeah. Mo- another moment, so oh. that it doesn't catch up yeah, throughout the sense. journey. That's their way of kind of helping c- to control this. That's brilliant, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and so. no one knew. Um, okay, so. Before you nerds uh, make me do some sort of press conference, there is a portion at the end of the ride that has energy wheels that move the vehicle forward, and the engineers call these retarders. These <laughs> these retarders do not violate the pure gravity principle. They right. um, okay. because at this point of the ride, you're almost uh, back to the unloading area, which is where most the most important control of the speed of the vehicle is necessary. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't really explain that. why it doesn't <laughs> why it doesn't fit into that principle of zero gravity. But the the engineers of this ride say, uh, uh-uh, we didn't violate anything. It's still pure gravity. It's just that at the end of the ride, they needed a little bit more of that security of being able to control that speed. That makes sense, right? So in early testing, they needed to have they they had they ended up having to replace some of the nylon wheels with. Uh, polyurethane ones because the vehicles were approaching the retarders too fast and it was overloading the mechanism. Okay. And when they made this change, rumors actually spread outside of the park. This was before the park, the, the ride was even open. And people were asking engineers, like, when they were out grocery shopping and stuff, they were like, oh, you work at Disneyland? Oh, yeah, what do you do? Oh, I'm working on Space Mountain. Oh, why are you guys slowing the ride down? Wow. Like, this was spreading. Like, people hmm. thought that, that this change was re- was slowing down the ride. And in reality, that change slowed the ride by less than 3%. Okay. It did nothing. But okay. it kind of caused a little bit of a... We're slowing know, the ride down uproar. so you don't die. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so beyond the gravity portion, um, it was also necessary to have a minimum of 9.5 feet center to center so that passengers wouldn't bump their heads... Banked curves wouldn't have a G-force greater than 2.5, and that there wouldn't be negative Gs at the crests, which would cause passengers to lift off their seats. I want positive Gs only, bro. Positive, positive Gs, Gs only. I want that positive Which, life. by the way, I have definitely lifted off of that ride a yeah, little bit. When you hit the uh, that down up real quick, yeah, yeah I've come out of the seat. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I've never, come out, I've never come out of the seat. That's I why have, I don't I put it down. I had a big lunch. Yeah, I don't, uh, <laughs> I'm not like I don't. Yeah, exactly. I don't put the. I don't put it on super put, tight. Yeah, 
Because I know I'm not going upside it's not down. A chest thing, not chest. It? It's the I mean the lap thing. I don't put the lap thing down. It's a bar. I think, it's I think a lap it is bar. a chest thing now. No, 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 no. No, it's no. lap. No. It's only a little chest thing in case if you go upside down. It's, it's a, a lap ch- thing. No, even on um, Screamin', they don't have the chest thing. It's just a lap thing. No, Screamin' has a no, chest ch- thing. Ch- does it? Yeah. I think Space Mountain does, too. I did not. That's not part of this history, but I'm, I think they I'm going to Google a photograph. Right, you go ahead it. and do that. I'm going to continue on. Please do. Please, both of you, do the things. Um, so, lastly, the braking stations uh, in this ride needed to be less than 20 seconds apart at elevated positions. This is linking back to that dispatch timing, so that in the event that something slowed down the the train, like a, a hat or something dumb, uh, the brakes would close before another train could hit the train in front of it. Okay. So that's another safety safety thing. Um, Watkins and his team worked around all of these issues and were able to successfully build a working indoor roller coaster. Nice. So the original Space Mountain that opened on May 27th... By the I, way, lap belt, lap, lap bars. It is lap bars? Yeah. Still? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's lap, it's uh, lap bars. Okay, fine. That's cool. Then I've definitely lifted off that ride. You are not a historian, Taryn. Yes, I... No, I'm not. You're right. <laughs> I was going to argue, but I don't want to be. No. Um, so the original Space Mountain uh, opened on May 27th, 1977, which is seven days from today. Nice. Uh, no, that's not. That's like three May days. May 27th? Three days from... Yeah, two, like days two days from today. Days. Sorry. It's I'm 20. crazy. Yeah. Um... So, uh, if you can imagine where that big rolly water ball thing is uh-huh. in Tomorrowland today, yeah. patient zero. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The cholera outbreak. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I don't know. I no. just, all the kids that touched yeah. that, like, I'm just sure that things just plastered in germs. Um, that is actually where the line started previously. And what it was was this escalator, sort of, that went up to the middle of that. Like, imagine there's no Captain EO. There's none of that. Uh, so there's this giant... I don't want to imagine I don't want, to. Oh, I don't want to live yeah. in a world where that ex- well, You are. You live in a world where that exists. Um, but it's this big escalator. It's actually a people mover because it's not stairs. It's just a, a flat, flat surface. Map, yeah. um, which, by the way, I, f- I love those things so much. Um I don't know why. I don't like walking. I'm very lazy. <laughs> but uh, so you would take that space, that up to um, right now where that giant flat area is. Yeah. But what used to be up there was a uh, 1,100 seat space stage, 670 seat space place restaurant, the Starcade video arcade and the ride itself. So that used to be a pretty poppin' place. Now it's literally nothing. It's line. Yeah, it's line. Nothing, yeah. Um, but even the line doesn't even go through there. It's just usually nothing. Yeah, you wrap around, <laughs> and then they have that whole huge. It looks like a like a space heliport. Yeah, right there. yeah. It's it's kind of strange. But um, so on opening weekend of Space Mountain, uh, they saw record breaking attendance in the park. People were really excited about this. And um, on opening day, uh, six of the seven remaining Mercury astronauts joined thousands of people who stood in line to take. I'm sorry, excuse me. Um, in line for the first takeoff. Okay. The the line on opening day reached all the way down Main Street to the front gates. <gasps> nope. Holy moly. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> How crazy. And so then these people. Wow, dude. So, think about that. But seriously, think yeah. about that. So past, <laughs> I'm just thinking in, in modern day. Yeah. Modern day. So past Buzz. Yeah. Past Star Tours. Mm-hmm. 
past um, that's past st- the hub. That stupid little rocket ship thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah. Past that the, the thing. I, I bet that um, uh, the hot dog on a stick, the corn dog, corn dog yeah. booth got mad <laughs> business. Yeah, that's insane. How far to Very the close. main gate? To the so main gate through the so, tunnel and a wrapping around. Yeah. That's insane. So you think two thousand people an hour is their goal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many people are in that line? How many hours? Is right. That? Three? Like, four, maybe? I mean, that's, isn't that crazy? Well, and also, so one thing that... Um, I say that like six. I read an article that McGinnis wrote, and uh, one thing that he mentioned was, while the air-conditioned inside line was a great concept, what he didn't think about is that all these people, they get up there, they go into the building, and they think they're at the ride, and then they're like, oh, no. There's still a lot more line. Uh, yeah. There's still like an hour to go. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. So he didn't think about that, which, I mean, now we all know that, but that was kind of a bummer for those people oh, right. standing sure. in that line forever. Um, so uh, that was opening day. Over the next 18 years, uh, Space Mountain saw very little changes. Uh, really, there was nothing. I mean, the, the ride was pretty solid. Everything was going good. Um, in 1995, when FedEx took over the sponsorship, uh, from RCA, some noticeable changes started to pop up. Uh, safety videos were added to the queue. Um, animatronic robots, uh, could also be seen, uh, who were sorting FedEx packages. What? Uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, they painted the mountain itself um, this incredibly awful combination of bronze, gold, yeah. green, and copper. I remember oh, that. Oh, I just saw a picture of that. Yeah, uh, and like, Google it. this was supposed to, I guess, match the rest of the kind of the Tomorrowland overhaul, but it just made Space Mountain look like a turd. Um, <laughs> it was pretty much widely agreed by all fans that this was a terrible, terrible decision. Mm-hmm. Um, the most notable change, though, in 1995 was the addition of the soundtrack. So okay. um, okay. this is this uh, the this is like a. The rock and roll version of surf music, and we all rock and science. Rock, it's, it's rock and science. <laughs> um, this was uh, written by Dick Dale. He's the famous surf uh, music musician, um, and I think we should listen to just a little bit of it, just to give you guys a little, okay, a little reminder. music actually helped make the ride feel faster and more energetic and mm-hmm. and I can't remember riding the ride without music and I'm sure I did but um I mean the music really adds yeah. that special touch to that ride I think um but moving on so those were the kind of the big changes for 95 then in 2003 um the ride was immediately shut down for 2 years while they com- and they ended up completely re- rebuilding the ride um this wasn't necessarily documented anywhere, but I imagine this has something to do with OSHA because it turned out that 
the in, literally the entire ride had to be rebuilt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, they they did the exact same um, a design of the roller coaster itself, but redid all of it. Okay. Um, thankfully, they. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, the only actually original track from the 1977 ride that still exists um, extends from the back end of the loading station to the top of the third lift. So essentially, all the slow parts. Okay. okay. Are still part of the original track, and the rest of the ride, which is the majority of the ride, is all completely new. Okay. As of 2003. Um, thankfully, during this overhaul, they also repainted the mountain to its original gleaming white. <laughs> nice, nice. So that awful color lasted less than 10 years. Thankfully. Um, so then again, then since 2003, there, there have been a few temporary modifications to the ride. Um, Rockin' Space Mountain. I remember that one. I do not. Really? <laughs> I didn't go to Disney with, uh, that often. The Chili Peppers, right? Yeah, no, so never, it, it's a never. seasonal overlay okay. that um, didn't last very long, thankfully. One season? <laughs> Actually, a couple. But So it started out in 2006 as this uh, concept called Rocket Mountain, uh, which never appeared to the general public, but appeared during 2006 grad nights. So this would happen after the park closed or whatever. Okay. Um, and then during this, they used the song Let It Out by Hoobastank. Oh, no. boy. Yeah. Let It Out? Do you have that? I don't know that cue song. Cue that up. <laughs> I, I didn't even think to cue it oh, up. 20 I, bucks says it's terrible. It right oh, of course it's terrible. <laughs> 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 it's not the reason. <laughs> uh, uh, that sounds horrible, too. <laughs> disagree. Uh, yeah. Okay, here it is. <clears throat> now, let's see, if it, let's see if it'll... We're going to get an ad. No, it's Hoobastank. It's not popular enough. That's a good that. point. I'm loving it already, dude. So imagine you're on Space Mountain. Yeah! Why do you know this? I don't. Yeah, I'm going to turn it. I'm going to turn it. I'm going to fast forward here a little bit. Please. So awful. This so so bad. fits in with Space Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> kind of bad. It really does. Um, so someone apparently thought that that was a great idea. Mm-hmm. So why don't we make it a full time overlay featuring the Red Hot Chili Peppers song "Higher Mountain"? Higher Mountain? Yeah, I don't know if you want to look that one up. Um, why not? I mean, sure, we're doing it. People, people want to know the thing. Was this at the same time they were doing the overlay on uh, Screaming? Because they had Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, roller coaster playing on I don't screaming. know if that was the same time. This was 2006 huh. slash 7. It may have been. The park was over, a, open for five years or so at that hmm. part. I found a ride through. Oh, <laughs> so, I mean, because I can't find, like, the song. Here, let's... Voiceover too. I feel like preparing you to rock. Yeah. I appreciate the the chili peppers with their song. It's higher ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why I didn't come up. 
Yeah. That's why. Anyway, but it was cool to hear the effect of like as they're going through the tunnel and energizing. Right. Uh, they're like doing sound checks. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of weird. It reminds me of the Aerosmith ride. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Um, which the the worst part about that ride is that Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah. But that ride is actually the really ride rad. Is great. Yeah. Um so moving on into the into the fall of 2007. What is happening? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Keep okay. going. Uh Ghost Galaxy was first introduced, which of course is yeah. <laughs> It's the Halloween yeah. scary overlay of the ride featuring ghouls, hellish lights, yeah. and sounds and scary music. Wow. Everybody's favorite. I hate that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just not good. No. Um and finally, Everyone's favorite in 2015, Hyperspace Mountain first appeared. Boo hiss. But I am very happy to let everyone know, in case you didn't, that one week from today, June 1st, 2017, the ride is going to return to its original classic glory. No music. Uh, a faulty, well. <laughs> uh, a shoddy track. Yes. They're working on yes. that right now. Twelve other people, twelve other cars, yeah. being drugged into the center of the earth by gravity. Yeah, maybe uh, not its actual original. Someone oh. in the chat, oh. someone in the chat mentioned maybe that it was renamed Higher Mountain because it's Space Mountain. Yeah, I think so. Be the highest like, mountain, technically. That would make sense. I was like, that's a good um, reason. That's a good reason. Yeah, you should work for Disneyland. Yeah, right. Um, so since uh, Space Mountain's opening, there has only been one incident of injury um, that Disneyland was actually at fault for. Okay. Uh, this Hyperspace was- Mountain. <laughs> yes. That injured my okay. soul. Okay, too. Right. Um, uh, this is when a wheel on a car became dislodged and the ride safety control system caused the train to stop abruptly. So it kind of right. gave people probably some whiplash and stuff. But I also wanted to note... The that um, in 1983, an 18-year-old man fell off Space Mountain and, and was paralyzed from the waist down. And during the trial, I, I don't mean to not care about that part, but I don't care about that part. But during the trial, the jury was taken to the park to ride Space Mountain. <laughs> that is the best jury to be on ever. Wow. What happened to the lawsuit? Uh, Disney was found completely blameless. Right. So. Disney, he probably lose. tried to climb out of the stupid yeah. thing. That's kind of what I'm Or didn't like lock his thing or, yeah. yeah. I guess it would be funny. I yeah, would take my shirt off at the end of the ride and there you didn't go. Didn't they talk about, didn't we talk about the, the incident <laughs> so where that. the wheel fell off right. with the, in the book, the, yes. the people? Yes, David Cunningham yeah. book, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're pretty much done here, but I do have one question for everybody. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, this is going to be one of those, uh, I lost it, but okay. At its fastest, popcorn. How fast do you think Space Mountain goes? Uh, Thirty miles an hour. About thirty-five. Forty-five. Okay, I, I forgot I was going to give you guys. Well, to give you a frame of reference in case this changes your mind, California Screamin's highest speed reaches fifty-five miles an hour. Okay, forty-five. Still 30. same. Thirty. Okay. So, uh, the top speed is 30. Ah. Um, it usually runs at about 28 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And there are three main reasons why it feels like this ride feels much faster than that. Okay. One is the music. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, two is that our sensories uh, are completely off because the ride's totally dark. There's no point of reference. Yes. Yeah, makes sense. And the third one, which is kind of my favorite, never realized this, is that there are high-powered fans at mm. certain point in the ride blowing on really? you to make you feel like you're going I've real seen fast. fans. Brilliant. So this is interesting. So I've seen like just kind of the normal 
basic like box not box fan but like has like a wire enclosed thing. Mm-hmm. I've seen them every now and then when they kind of don't light it very well, right? And you kind of catch it like, oh, that's for like the people working or whatever. No, that makes sense. It makes total sense. Yeah. And then also the the huh. thing about being disoriented about your sense your your uh, your senses not working very well because every once in a while if you can lock on to something because I try to look at stuff. I right. don't. I, I always I don't try to see look. How close it's to me. <laughs> oh, I totally want. I just I want to see it all. Right. Right. And then sometimes when you lock on, it does kind of feel like you're going a little slower once you have a, a uh, frame of I, reference. Yeah. I think it also makes you feel faster because when if you're going tw- about 28 miles an hour and making turns like curves, mm-hmm. you, that's pretty yeah. fast actually. Yeah. To like in your car, you're probably not making like sharp turns, aggressive turns that yeah, fast. Yeah, I, am. I do. <laughs> Tokyo okay, drift. Well, what? I don't. <laughs> skirt, skirt. <laughs> There, yes, Thank there you, you go. <laughs> Not only you said it right, but it was a, it was an opportune moment. It was. It was perfectly yeah. played. Eight, eight out of ten. Good job, Taryn. I'll give you a nine. Yeah. Wow. And that's it. That's the history of All right, good job, Taryn. Nice work. Very fun. good. Um, one thing I noticed the last time I went on the ride, um, if you want to find a hidden Mickey, just turn around and look at I the don't. seat. There's a hit, the speakers make a hidden Mickey mm. on the seats. Didn't realize it till the last time I went on the ride. Where there's like oh. a big there's, one and there's two a big one. one and then two little ones on That's each of the cool. seats. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's pretty groovy, dude. Pretty groovy. Um, That's fantastic. Good job. Thanks. Let's do some. Let's do some uh, here. We're gonna do some of this. March in the past, present, and future with all the news that's fit to cover. It's the ears up Disney news. Got to put these two things together in the same file. <laughs> um, let's see. Here's some toy news. So uh, if you guys remember the, when they had the little remote control BB-8 from Star Wars, everyone was all giddy about it. Um, apparently, uh, Sphero, some company called Sphero, launches a, a $300 iPhone-controlled Lightning McQueen. What? Wow. Some cars, yes. Three hundo for that? For real? Three hundred Disnaliers. Apparently it's also Android. So you Android, you know, the people with the superior phone brand, don't worry about it. You can use this too. Lightning himself has authentic movement and animations which Sphero calls, quote, emotive suspension, which allows Lightning to perform movie accurate animations beyond simply driving around. According to TechCrunch, uh, his left and right sides also twitch up and down with excitement and he'll speak and move in response to taps on his roof. Hood and doors. There's a full LCD display on Lightning's windshield that animates the character's eyes and an wow. animatronic mouth that moves as he talks. Wow. $300. That's, yeah. That would be worth it, actually. It's pretty good. That's not bad. During playtime, users can drive Lightning away from up to 100 feet. Wow. And one charge will last about 40 minutes. Wow. That's not bad. It's pretty good, dude. They worked with uh, Pixar creative director Jay Ward and supervising animator Bobby Podesta to ensure Lightning's personality and look was as close as possible to his representation in the movies. Um, you'd be able to drive Lightning um, around at speeds up to six miles an hour, which seems incredibly fast. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. With controls enabling reverse and drifting options, you can drift. Halt. See? Right. Skirt, skirt, skirt. skirt. <laughs> uh, the app will allow users to directly interact with Lightning as well, with Sphero saying that there are more than 150 animations for Lightning to perform. Wow. That's right. not the two bucks in animation. That's not bad. It's not bad. Users will be able to string together various animations and voice lines into scripts with an acting studio, creating their own miniature cars storylines. He'll even offer his own commentary when a cars movie is playing. Thanks to the connected iPhone's microphone that will pick up the film's audio. 
The launch of Ultimate Lightning McQueen coincides with the upcoming release of Cars 3 in June. Those interested can purchase their own uh, from Sphero's website today for two nine 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 nine. That's S P H E R O. I like that. But when I hear about things like that, yeah. once again, Skynet. That's all I think. <laughs> I think these things are going to take over. And you're probably right. Yeah. You're probably not wrong. It reminds me of like the kid version of Alexa or Echo. Uh, yeah. You know? yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, but, but also in the creepy way where it's always listening. If yeah. it knows when you're watching the movie, it's always listening. <laughs> well, I'm pretty freaky. sure you have to turn the app, you have to open the app because oh, the only probably. way, it, you know, that's what I would guess. Until but, it becomes self-aware. Yeah. Um, Calm down, Terrence. <laughs> Here's some good news. It's Disney World news, but it's Epcot related, so it still falls in our wheelhouse for some reason. <laughs> Disney files a permit application for area, including Ellen's Energy Adventure, which Ellen DeGeneres has her own ride in Epcot. It's called really? the Energy of Yeah, and it's just, I mean... Yeah. We didn't do it. We No, of course not. Uh, the Walt Disney Company has filed a permit application You're with terrible. the South Florida Water Management District for work regarding the area directly behind Epcot's attraction, Universe of Energy, which houses Ellen's Energy Adventure. Approval will allow Disney to fill in the canal behind the attraction, as well as clear and pave part of the forest. Um, Although that includes uh, Universe of Energy, no work on the attraction itself is mentioned. Uh, They're going to provide a more contiguous area for possible future changes to park capacity and back-of-house areas. So, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, there's some cooler stuff. Hopefully, there's just more shade. Yeah. That's what I'm uh, I'm excited I'm hoping for as cool as Epcot is, mm. it kind of does need a little bit of an overhaul, like in the yeah. in the more sciency areas. Yeah, get rid of them. No one needs them. Yeah, just. Um, I thought this was interesting not only because uh, it, it it could come to uh, to Disneyland. I'm hoping it comes to Disneyland, but I I wonder the just how it's going to work, how the logistics of this, because people inevitably will always ruin things. <laughs> uh, Disney World expanding mobile ordering for restaurants. Oh. Hmm. Uh, they will expand uh, for the theme park, restaurants, and a handful of locations at Disney's Animal Kingdom this summer. Uh, Disney's first location that visitors can order food via smartphone is, uh, this name is so ridiculous, Satuli, Satuli Canteen, a counter service restaurant that will be part of the Pandora, the world of Avatar land when it opens May 27th, which is tomorrow. Today? Two days. Additional locations revealed by the company on Thursday include Pizza Fari, because uh, this is Animal Kingdom. It's all surprising. Right, right. Uh, Flame Tree Barbecue and Restaurantosaurus. <laughs> uh, well played. Uh, Disney did not share a specific date for those debuts. Annual pass holders who have been previewing Pandora have had the opportunity to try the mobile ordering at Satuli Canteen using the My Disney Experience app. Apparently, you, you tap order food. And you select the restaurant. Anyway, uh, now tap order food again. From there, you can see the menu and make selections. Um, when you arrive at the canteen, you can tap the I'm here button. That tells the kitchen to prepare your meal. Then the app tells you to pick the meal up at the window, uh, and it's a prepay service. So you'll need to attach your credit card. So you just go, and they, they do your order, and then you go pick it up. You don't have to pay. It's all charged. It's like an Uber. It's like a lift for your food. Right. I lift like it into it. my belly. I like it, but we're getting rid of all the human interaction. People, yeah. For now, people make it, so that's good. And people have to hand it to you. That's even better. Yeah. But I see what you're saying. Weird. But, I mean, I don't know. It's just ordering in advance. It'll like, beat the lines. Yeah. Does the app until those say, get lined, until those get backed up. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think is going to happen. Does the app tell you have a magical day? 
or like, oh, you look nice, princess. Or happy birthday. Yeah. Or do the food workers yeah. say that to you? Really? Yes. Yes. Have a on. Absolutely. They say it to me all the time. They always tell me, you look great, princess. I'm like, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, here is something that I don't like. <laughs> Weird. Disney Channel what? is making undead high school musical called Zombies. Bro. And I think we talked about it. They're doing one with vampires, right? Yes. We talked what? about that. This is zombies. So dig this. <laughs> um, Disney announced on Thursday that it's begun production on a music and dance filled movie called Zombies. The film is set in Seabrook, a suburban town preoccupied with uniformity, traditions, and pep rallies. I like this the first time when it was called Thriller. Right. Uh, then transfer students from Zombie Town, integrate into Seabrook High School, and a cheerleader and a zombie football star, Addison and Zed. Oh, wow. Zed the zombie. Zed the undead. <laughs> right. Yes. That's awful. Fall in love. Of course they do. Amid chaos and confusion, it's up to them to lead their community to coexistence. <laughs> and then they have to fight Edward and Bella for the, <laughs> yeah, for the prom king and queen spot. It's like, um, uh, what is that? That um, uh, what is that show that they're doing now with like the uh, the Descendants? It's called Descendants, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that and Romeo and Juliet put together. Yeah. Zombies star Meg, Meg, uh, stars Meg Donnelly as Addison and Milo Manheim as Zed. Well, he can't get a good name anywhere. <laughs> not in life, not in... I wish we could just have... Like, you should not be infatuated with zombies. You should be prepared to kill them. Like, you shouldn't be trying to date them. It's so weird. So here's this quote. Uh, this is from Adam Bonnet, executive vice president of original. This is original programming for Disney Channel's Worldwide. Uh, quote, we're thrilled to be working with Jeff Hordenay, who's the directing uh, person, again, to bring this new world of zombies and cheerleading to life. The new world of zombies and cheerleading. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are excited to deliver this inspirational story about tolerance, inclusion, Shut your mouth. individuality, and conviction. Right. <laughs> Each relatable themes for our viewers. No. No. Apparently, yes. This is ridiculous. Some things you don't include zombies in things ever. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently you do. Am I, I'm sorry. Am I am I zombie phobic at this point because yes. I don't want to hang out with zombies? That's ridiculous, yes. man. Milo Mannheim is the child of Cameron Mannheim. Of Mannheim Steamroller? Right. Mannheimer Steamwagon? She's an actress. I don't know. Dude, look at her face. She looks familiar. She was on that show with the like lawyers, I think. I will with the TVs and the things. I will say this. I will say this. Yes. This isn't say? a DuckTales remake. This isn't, you know, it, uh, this isn't the 7D. They are coming up with something somewhat original. I'll okay. give them that. Sure. I'll give them no, that. they're how, how okay, are they not? This hasn't you been know, done before. I'm not being negative. It's great. I love it. You can God. be negative. Negative. No, 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 no. Watch it. Sometimes See, you have opinions and that's okay. Saying that it's original doesn't mean that I like it. It doesn't mean I'm being positive. I think it's really dumb, but at least it's original. That's true. Uh, here's something cool. Live music is finally returning to Disneyland's Tomorrowland Terrace. 
Oh, that's kind of what we were talking about. There, yeah. Live music is returning uh, beginning May 26th. The band's Tomorrow. performing hits from the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and today. Oh, yeah. fun! From the 60s, 70s, 80s, and today. We'll be on stage every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night from 7.30 to 11.15 p.m. Nice. Different bands will be appearing through August 20th. In addition, the Royal Swing Big Band Ball in oh. Fantasy Fair with live swing music and jazz takes place every Saturday night from 7 to 10.30. Haven't we done the swing revival and it died of quick and painful death like yeah. why are Dis- we doing this but, back well at, disney, why are at back? disney it's always been there they never it never went away it only went away when they were redesigning that area but i'm Tone really death. digging the like 60s 70s 80s that's cool yeah cover bands and whatnot. 90s and 2000s <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and today also not, not the state. also tomorrowland <laughs> is playing music from the past it's yeah I, Interesting. That is interesting. Technically, all music is from the past because it's already been made. But, like, it's Tomorrowland. It's just another one of those things in Tomorrowland that has nothing to do with tomorrow. (laughs) That's true. But it's more appropriate. Yeah. Like, it fits better that it's old. I'm okay with it. Here's a good one. Mom, uh, well, mom stole a pricey stroller at Disney World and sold it online. Nice. Dang. This is pretty good. Uh, a Florida mom, a Florida mom. She lives. She lives in Florida. Why does my thing click all the time? Stupid. Sorry. Hope that doesn't come through. Uh, a Florida mom used her young daughter to steal a fancy stroller in Disney World and then sold it online. <laughs> Lauren Colazzo's okay. Eighteen hundred dollar stroller. No, 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 no. Wow. Beverly was- has the floor. Go ahead. Please. Okay. So you raise have, your hand. I, what am I going to do? I have <laughs> seen. <clears throat> I'm a little bit of a stroller snob. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I used to be. We don't. I mean, we have a stroller still, yeah. but well, I don't really require it anymore. Sam doesn't like to watch. Right? Yeah, no, we're lazy. Um, and, but I've seen strollers, and I'll tell Sam, I'm like, that's a, that's a fifteen hundred dollar stroller, or that's a, you know, whatever, however yeah. much dollar was, stroller, no. or an eight hundred dollars, you know, like yeah. a crazy, crazy expensive stroller. And he's like, what? I've seen people put bike locks on them. Wow. Like, why? Just go to the Walmart and buy the fifty dollars stroller and take it to Disneyland. Like, why? It's called a Bugaboo yes, stroller. It's a Bugaboo. <clears throat> it was swiped by her family. It was on a ride in Hollywood Studios on April fifteenth. It was the fact that she took it away from me the day that I needed it the most and ruined everybody's day at Disney. Mm. Uh, which is funny because I heard, <clears throat> I think it was our friend Kyle the Imagineer um, saying this, and I'd never noticed it before because well, I, I don't know. Uh, people who go to Disney World call it Disney. People go to Disneyland, call it the parks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First of all, I thought I was call- I thought I was cool when I started calling it the parks. I'm like, it's the parks. It sounds cool, but right. apparently, I'm not the only one. Anyway, so it ruined everybody's day. Um, <clears throat> she also made off with the lady's car keys, wallets, and her niece's EpiPen, which is too bad. Jeez, bro, she's like, I was there with no money, stranded. My husband had to fly over from Miami that same day, catch the first flight available to rescue me and my family. Wow, how. That's awkward. I mean, like, I mean that's, your wallet's I'm, gone. I mean, what are you going to do? I, I'm sorry. She parked her stroller without taking her keys in her wallet? Yeah, that's the other part. I've done that before. Really? I've never I done that. I would never leave my purse unattended. Neither would I. I know what you mean. I wouldn't either, but that's No, ridiculous. my purse, I would never. <laughs> it's Gucci, so I would never, I would never do that. Uh, Disney surveillance footage showed the alleged thief using her young daughter in the ruse to slip away, uh, to slip away in the pricey stroller. Uh, Orange County police, oddly enough... Same as here, Orange County. Um, Her name is Michelle Craig of Spring Hill, Florida, who turned herself in to the Hernando County Sheriff's Department. 
Yikes. Uh, apparently the video went live on uh, viral on social media. She's like, oh my God, it still has the clips on it. It still has the tie wraps where your name is on it. Do you reckon? Oh, whatever. Um, that's pretty funny, dude. I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny. And then uh, last but not least, the uh, we talked about on the last show, the Van Eaton Galleries mm. um, are having another uh, uh, auction, right? Yes. So we talked about the hand-painted map, the map that Disney and What's-His-Face did. Right. Yeah. So uh, they've been posting on their Facebook page that there's a lot more coming up. Uh, one of these is uh, Terrence. This Captain EO model. I'm sorry, what was used in a window display at Disneyland. The display was one of the very first images the public had of Michael Jackson's character for the attraction, and this model can now be yours. <laughs> Do I want to know how much? It, it, they haven't okay. said it. I yet. want that. They haven't said it yet. <laughs> I want that. It looks pretty awful, but I mean, you yeah, know, it's whatever. No. <laughs> uh, here's another thing. Um, this large figure was once used in Disneyland's Tahitian Terrace restaurant. The figure has a hidden back panel and can hold a speaker inside. It can be yours as part of our next Disneyland auction. I'm just reading from their Facebook page. Right. It's uh, like a giant like tiki thing. Nice. Um, and it's very worn, but <laughs> I would still I want that as well. Um, check this out. Uh, they have these little models below. Um, these two models like the the uh, uh, the ghosts that are doing dueling, right? In the, oh, yeah. in the, po- in the yeah, photos. Yeah. In the, oh, in yeah, the, yeah. Right? In the... Um, Haunted Mansion. Yeah, but in the dining room scene, right? Yeah. Uh, these models of the dueling ghosts were used in the creation of the attraction and can now be yours. Yours. How yours. Does he get yours. This stuff? I don't know, man. Um, then there was a Tinkerbell figure that once stood on a Main Street lamppost at Disneyland. Wow. And yeah, so check it out, man. It's it's going to be pretty cool. That's crazy. Babe, you have a window to do. I do. do you, uh, is it fast? Cause I gotta, it's so fast. I gotta go to the bathroom. Okay, do the window. <laughs> okay. This window is on... Love it. <laughs> done. Okay, good. It's on John Lewis Catone. Is that, is that how you would say that? That's uh, Joey Fatone. <laughs> John Lewis Catone. Joey Lewis Fatone. <laughs> I love him. So, John Lewis was born... Well, that's good. He was he was born in Girard, Ohio. So after hearing that Walt Disney was going to open a theme park, yep. he decided to move to California. Great. <laughs> he was hired one week prior to the park opening. Okay. On opening dough, on opening dough. <laughs> yeah, that. Open the doughs. <laughs> yeah. that, that's why it's opening dough. Walt came through with a smoke. Open the doughs. <laughs> On opening day, he operated the Richfield Autopia. He was also one of the first Kaiser aluminum spacemen assigned to walk around Tomorrowland in a futuristic spacesuit and helmet. That's cool. Uh, He was honored as Disneyland's locksmith. He eventually became Disneyland's manager of uh, communication services, literally holding all of the keys to Disneyland. Nice. He passed away on April 7th, 2005. Where them keys at, though? Exactly. Open a door. His window, this is literally all the information there was on him. His okay. window is located above the Mad Hatter on Main Street. It says uh, John Lewis Catone, locksmith. Oh, yeah, Very nice. cool. All right, Joey Fatone, locksmith. <laughs> Done. Okay, well, thank you very much, Taryn. You did great. Yes. Thanks. Bev, you did great as well. Mm-hmm.
Terrence is here. We definitely yeah. missed you from the last show. Yep. Glad to be back. My man. Uh, let's do the fact of the show and then get out of here. Uh, oh, the world of color, uh, its fountains are sitting on three stages. The stages sit throughout the day uh, in DCA, of course, uh, lowered underneath the water, so the fountains are not exposed. Before the show, they raise them up high and in what's called a maintenance position, and during the show, they expose just the tops of the fountains, so they kind of lower it a little bit. Uh, a few months after installing the fountains, there was an earthquake in Southern California that broke the motor and took Disney three years to finally repair the fountains so they could lower them again. Wow. So wow. in case in that, that area, or that era, rather, of you ever were going to DCA, if I, I remember this, too. Yeah, it wasn't super long it. ago. You'd seem like, why aren't they lowering them? It's yeah. noon. What's going on right now? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, three years, dude. That's a, that's a long time. It also yeah. has to be, like, such a cumbersome thing. I guess. I don't know. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter that much. Drain all the water out. Yeah. And and fix it. And that's it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening. Uh, We will see you until next time, I suppose. We will see you in the parks. Goodbye. We'll be right back.